Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode number 53. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. Bonus episode number 53 is our movie club, part of Challenge Teapots for October 2017. And I had a very simple request for you lovely ladies and gents out there. It was very simply put as a Friday the 13th challenge because we recorded this first part on October, Friday the 13th, 2017 and I asked you, I could have asked you a lot of things to be honest, I could have went kind of quirky with it, I could have went obvious with it, I think where I've landed is somewhere in between the two, I asked you to pick your second favourite movie in the Friday the 13th franchise and your second least favourite movie, I wanted a review and a Netflix grade and um, to say that you guys stepped up is an understatement. We had 10 listener responses, so we will have 10 reviews coming up over two segments on this podcast. Thank you once again for showing me and everyone out there why the podcast Under the Stairs listenership is the goddamn greatest listenership in podcast worlds out there. You guys kill it every single time, and I can't wait to get into it. And my plan paid off. I thought by picking the second best and second least best that we would get a good spread of titles, and we did. You guys covered quite a a vast spectrum of titles within the franchise, so I look forward to getting into them very shortly. But where are we right now? We are mere days away from Halloween, which means that we are on the brink of another T-Putts Halloween commentary that's right traditionally for the last couple of years now we've put out a movie commentary on halloween and this year if you've not been keeping up with it you will know that we are doing um trick or treat the michael doherty anthology from a few years ago now and myself at the baz and big dave formerly of rock and roll reviews will be sitting down to do a little commentary on that movie and it'll be dropping it for your listening and viewing pleasure because we always put a, a video version for a week and then I take it down before I get arrested. Uh, we will put out a, a little audio and video review uh, for your pleasure on Halloween. So you can watch it on your Halloween as you wait for all those lovely little trick-or-treaters or if you're in Scotland, the geysers appearing at your door um, asking for lots of sweets and candy and treats. So yeah, that that will take you through that. And then we're into November and there is a bevy of fantastic content coming up then. But we've got loads to talk about on this show, so I'm going to take my first break right now. When I return, after promos for shows that I love and a little music interlude, we will be looking at the first five movie 
reviews from you guys out there in the listenership of the podcast under the stairs give me your second favourite Friday the 13th movie and your second least favourite movie from the franchise all that and more coming up right after this Want to learn more about horror directors with a lighthearted look at three of their movies? Meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo Discover horror films that are classics and others too there's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher one of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me the trilogy of terror podcast where we try three times harder to give you the willies hey feeling down feeling low not enough podcasts about movies in your life why not try they must be destroyed on sight the new podcast cure-all sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living we have exploitation we have italian horror we have zombies we have slashers we have crime films we have spaghetti westerns we even have sci-fi and sex comedies so take a dose of they must be destroyed on sight as needed and let the hosts lee russell daniel harper paul romali and the odd guest host cure what ails you Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening.
okay, let's kick off this movie club. Um, so, the challenge, very, very simple. Your second favourite overall favourite in the Friday the 13th franchise and your second least favourite overall. Up first is our good buddy Don Anelli. He says, so, for my second favourite Friday the 13th film, it's part four, The Final Friday. Much like my favourite, part two, this film is a quintessential slasher in most regards. The film features a fun, enjoyable cast that's worth spending time on from the Jarvis family to the main group next door with the twins and Rob thrown in as well, making the first 45 minutes fly by rather quickly. The connections to the past are handled nicely. Jason is a terrifying brute with plenty of ferocity in his kills. There are some laughs to be had and the final girl chase is just sheer perfection with Pam not only having to keep herself out of Jason's reach to protect Tommy as well, even at the expense of her own life which isn't as smart as Ginny's path of action but is endearing on so many levels. The simple story keeps this moving quickly so long as you ignore the fact that everyone in the camp with massacres previous two days, which is the only factor keeping my naming this my favourite in the franchise, as a goof like that holds it below part two. Otherwise, this is an easy five out of five as I can give. My second least favourite in the series is part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Kane Hodder as Jason is the film's saving grace, as his presence and persona make for an incredibly fun villain, and he gets a lot of on-screen time, which is nice. Plus, the scenes involving him work nicely for the film. Alongside the high body count, it's all that work here, as uh, there has been cramped in a low budget, feels that it ruins it a lot of the time on the ship, and the small graduating class really don't deserve that large of a ship for their journey. Couldn't agree any more, Don. Uh, the kills are so weak and watered down that it does ruin the high quantity offered, and the less said about the finale is better, as everything from the stupid stupidity of toxic waste being pumped through a major metropolitan city with easy access to fall in reaches of the stupid stupidity that's matched only by the final outcome with Jason and the, dr uh, the drugged out girl is an embarrassment. Those previously mentioned factors do make this one enjoyable though, so it still ends up with a 2.5 out of 5 as an overall rating. So there we go, Don's second favourite, part 4. Don's second least favourite, part 8. So let's swing it on to our next listener. Uh, this comes in from the fantastic Matt Jones. He says, greetings Duncan. I felt that I had to join in with this month's movie club. Having already started my rewatch of the Friday the 13th franchise as part of my 31 days of Halloween. Listening to the Baz's classic reviews as I go along. My favourite film in the franchise is, along with a lot of horror fans, no doubt the final chapter, which is, as you've said before, pretty much the perfect slasher film. After rewatching part 6 Jason Lives, I thought this would be my second favourite, but now I've just finished my rewatch. It's just been edged out by the mighty Freddy vs. Jason. What? While not perfect, it's such a fun film to watch and the characters are on the whole pretty well developed and likeable. I'm a big Freddy Krueger fan which helps here, but the filmmakers managed to find a way for old Jason to hold his own against the wisecracking child killer and they both get plenty to do by the end of the film. 
I like how they evolve the story from the Elm Street films, with the residents having forgotten about Freddy and enjoying the scenes in the psychiatric hospital where the young residents are given dream-suppressing pills to stop them resuffering. Uh, this gives Freddy the idea to resurrect Jason and send him on a killing spree to remind the potential victims of Freddy's reign of terror so he can return. There are some solid Jason kills, the highlight being the fold-up bed killing and the impressive cornfield rave sequence. It all ramps up to the final half hour where director Ronnie Yu gives us what we want. The two horror icons are finally facing off. It's very entertaining. Both of them give it their all, and while it looks like Jason is the victor in the end, a wink from Freddy's decapitated head tells us that this might not be the case. Although it's not a traditional chapter in the Friday series, I have so much fun watching this film, I reckon it deserves second place. I award it a Netflix rating of four. So what's his second least favourite? Let's find out. So on to the other end of the spectrum, I'm sorry to say, Duncan, that my worst in the series is part five, A New Beginning. I know you do enjoy this chapter, but it annoys me most of the way through it. It ruins the Tommy Jarvis character for me, and I think the reveal of the copycat killer is a clumsy one. Hot on its heels and the shitness stakes, though, is part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. The Baz was right when he said that they should have just called his film Jason on a Boat, as that's what we get for most of the running time. Our titular character hops on board a high school graduation trip from Camp Crystal Lake, which is a lake, i.e. landlocked, to New York City where he proceeds to kill the teenagers in fairly unimaginative ways. There are no good characters in this film and the dialogue is atrocious. On this rewatch, the scenes between final girl Rennie and her teacher's uncle made me think I was watching one of those awful American soap operas like Days of Our Lives. The young Jason visions make absolutely no sense and the makeup on the poor child is terrible. When the survivors finally get to New York in the last half hour, the location is completely wasted. I know the budget was tight, but the Times Square scene should uh, last about two minutes. Surely they could have done better than that. Then there was the sewer scene, where we're told that New York sewers get flooded with toxic waste every night. Well, that makes sense, and somehow this toxic waste turns Jason into a normal child, one step too far in this already ridiculous film. The film's one saving grace is Kane Hodder, Don and Ellie agrees with you there, Matt, claiming the part of Jason is his own. He totally nails the part and would continue to do so for three more films. It's a shame that the first one is this disaster and that it didn't keep him from Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, and it did keep them from Freddy vs. Jason. Sorry about that. I also like to well. Uh, I also like the part where he punched the boxer dude's head off. It's stupid, but at least it's entertaining. Apart from that, it's a poor film, and at a hundred minutes, really outstays its welcome. I don't absolutely hate it, so I'll give it a Netflix rating of one point five if that's allowed. Well, there it is. My reviews of my second favorite and second least favorite Jason films. I very much enjoyed watching them all again, despite a few dodgy entries, and I'm looking forward to hearing the choices of my fellow listeners and their reviews. Cheers for the brilliant shows, Mon Amigo, and Happy Halloween from Matt Jones. Thank you very much, Matt. So, Matt, agreeing with Don that Jason Takes Manhattan is his second least favourite, and mixing it up here, he has swung in with Freddy vs. Jason, which I included in the franchise for 
obvious reasons, uh, without having the character. He selected that as his second favourite overall. Right, let's swing it over to our good buddy David Garrett Jr. He says, hello again, Duncan. Just finished watching the two films I will submit my reviews for this challenge. My second favourite in the Friday the 13th series is part two. And then my second least favourite is Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Part 2 is my second favourite because I feel it does a, a lot of what the first film in the series does but introduces the characters so well uh, to the point where I felt bad for them as they were being killed off for different reasons. This one also introduces Jason and I felt that that was important as well. Amy Steele is one of my favourite final girls in the whole slasher subgenre. I will say that although this film does have its issues, the glaring one is how Jason uh, is alive and that backstory isn't really fully explained. It's also a shame that the censors went hard on this film and toned the gore way down. With all that said though, I really like this one and I would rate it 4 out of 5. It pains me to put Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, this low. Only because my sister and I used to rent this film all the time. This honestly might be one that I've seen, uh, this might be the one I've seen most out of the series. I do like that this one tried to do something different with Jason being able to shift bodies. There is just some poor execution and inconsistent rules with that. This one also has even more plot holes and backstory issues, like how did Jason get back to Crystal Lake after being killed in Manhattan. It also feels, it falls into the problem that franchises face when adding more sequels to a storyline that they didn't plan to keep going this long by adding more mythology and family members that we've never heard about. If I'm giving uh, this a rating as a film overall, I'd give it a 4 out of 10. On a Netflix rating, I would go with a 3. Despite all its flaws, it's still a fun watch for me because of the kills. Thanks again for recommending this challenge. I look forward to hearing what your choices are, as well as the other listeners. And that's from David Garrett Jr. So he's picked part two as his second uh, second favourite overall in the franchise. And he has went with Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. So that's part nine um, as his second least favourite overall. Thank you very much for that, David. And let's swing this next review over to our good buddy Dino. Big Dean Martin says, First of all, Friday the 13th is my favourite horror franchise and picking favourites is hard as fuck. But if I have to say my second favourite is going to be part two. Firstly, we're introduced to Jason proper and for the sackhead Jason has always been the creepiest to me. And I've always found this built nicely on from the first movie and right from the off with the first scenes with Alice. A little less campy fun than some entries in the franchise, but no less tense, and with a kick-ass final girl in Ginny. It's a 4 out of 5 for me. Now on to my second least favourite, and it has to be Part 7, New Blood. The pace in this movie is way off to start with, and Jason be picky with his kills doesn't help in this one. And the whole telekinesis Tina is a miss for me. Some of the acting in this one is really hard to stomach. Although I do like Jason's look in the movie, there's just not enough to make me want to put this one on very often. It's a 2 out of 5 for this effort. So Dino swings in with part 2, like the, our buddy David Garrett Jr. Um, as his second favourite 
overall. And the second least favourite, we'd have a new entry here. This is part seven, The New Blood. And the final review of this first half of the show is an audio one sent in by our good buddies. Never missed one yet. He's keeping the dream alive. It's Lee Russell from the Must Be Destroyed On Site podcast. And Lee said... Hello, Duncan. Lee Russell back for another edition of the Movie Club. And man, you gave me a hard one this time to... uh, Well, you always give me a hard one. But you gave me a hard one this time to pick through because you want to know what we think is the second best and second worst Friday the 13th film. And luckily enough, you let us include in the Freddy vs. Jason, as well as the Friday the 13th remake, which is very kind of you, because it kind of gets me out of a hole uh, otherwise. And uh, I'll get into that here uh, in a moment. I should just preface by saying I'm not a big fan of the Friday the 13th series at all. In some people's eyes, that might make me not a horror fan, or maybe just a horror snob of some sort. That's fine. I just, I never really cared for the series as a whole. I I felt that it just diminished after part two, just on a constant basis. It just continued to diminish and diminish. And it just got ridiculous and silly. The uh, continuity just goes out the fucking door by about part three. I just can't get into a movie series that does that on such a blatant basis. And the reason that was done was because they just didn't give a fuck. These movies are just soulless fucking creations to rake in tons of money. They're following a formula. They don't care about continuity. They don't care about story. Sure, once in a while someone on the production of one of these might give a fuck, but for the most part, they don't give a fuck. They were just trying to wring as much money out of the moviegoers as possible before the entire formula just wore thin and collapsed. And unfortunately, the Friday the 13th series became pop culture. Uh, It became iconic, so it stayed in people's minds ever since. Uh, It won't go away. And I think that's too bad. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not fucking Siskel and Ebert here on their moral high horse being absolute shit-thick hypocrites in some of their criticisms of th- this series and other movies, but they do have some things right here. I mean, the concept of the dead teenager movie that uh, Ebert espoused, um, he's not that wrong. He's not that off-base. These movies just became cynical ways to kill characters you didn't like, and even then... I felt the series really didn't get any better as it went on, as far as even doing that. Uh, The kills became less creative, less interesting, and I just find these movies, they kind of, uh, well, they do the cardinal thing, the, the, the worst sin possible for a movie, as far as I'm concerned. They just got boring. If they could have got more interesting, then I might have gave some of these later sequels a pass, but they just got boring. Boring as shit. And so I, I you know, I just don't rate most of the series. Uh, the first two films are probably the only ones I ever go back to. The rest of them, I can just take them or leave them for the most part. So that being said... You allowed us to factor in Freddy vs. Jason or the remake. So, let's go first to the second least, as far as I'm concerned, in the series. The the one that's uh, just a little bit better than the shittiest film in the series. And I would have to cite Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. It's 
ridiculous. The It's this big high concept idea for a Friday the 13th film that doesn't capitalize on the concept until the last, like, what, half hour of the fucking film. Jason's just, there's no character there anymore. He's just a big, unstoppable thing, dead thing that's come back. And he's teleporting all over the fucking place. He's just appearing out of nowhere. I hate that. They never really bothered to explain it or anything. He just does it. It's almost like he breaks the fourth wall or something like that. It's just... Uh, the No one cares. And, you know, there's a couple okay kills. There's a couple interesting characters, but they're so disposable. Um, the, the rocker chick, I can't remember her name, but the one who is trying to shoot her uh, rock video... Uh, who's pl- somehow playing guitar, although I didn't notice the speaker on her guitar, so somehow she's playing guitar music, and maybe she's the only one who hears it. I don't know, because I don't remember the guitar even being plugged in. Uh, but Jason quickly dispatches her on the boat, which is where most of the movie takes place, on this big cruise ship that somehow leaves Crystal Lake and goes to New York. I I don't know how that works. Um... It's just silly. It's so goddamn silly. And then Jason being swallowed up by a torrent of uh, toxic waste in the sewer and reverting back to his childhood memories or whatever the fuck. I don't know. It it was dumb. But at the very least, you could say Jason was in it. And I know people are going to scream, well, what about part five? Are you going to say part five is the worst movie in the series? No, I would not say Part 5 is the worst movie in the series. I'd say Jason Goes to Hell is the worst in the series. Uh, At least Part 5 still had some creative kills, and yeah, so what if it wasn't Jason? It was an interesting sort of take on the series, an interesting sort of switch up. It was probably the last interesting thing they actually did in the original series. But yeah, Jason Takes Manhattan is probably the second worst of the original series, at the very least. And so, yeah, that, that's where my vote goes there. Now for second best. Here's where I get my get-out-of-jail-free card from you, Duncan, and thank you very much. I would cite the remake of Friday the 13th as being the second best Friday the 13th film. If you want to know what I thought the first best Friday the 13th film is, I'd actually probably say Part 2. Uh, I like Part 1, but... I think part two just works better overall. Uh, It's more interesting, I feel. But anyway, we're not talking about that film. We're talking about the remake. I think the remake does something really, really cool. It basically takes all the best stuff from the first three or four films and sticks them all in one film. So you don't have to go back and watch the first three or four films again and wade through all the just boring shit that isn't good. This takes all the greatest hits, basically, and sticks them all in one slick little package. It makes Jason a bit more realistic and believable, yet still very menacing, uh, still seemingly very unstoppable. It comes up with sort of half-assed, but at least semi-plausible explanation for how he can appear all over the uh, area of uh, Crystal Lake, seemingly out of nowhere. I like the underground tunnels thing. I like how he's more of a, a survivalist hunter type, which just makes more sense that that's what he would be. I mean, that's how you survive in the woods. You gotta start doing that shit. Uh, He would have to be a predator of sorts, you know? And um, I just feel like, you know, the budget's good. Uh, It's got all the elements you want from a Friday the 13th film. It's got tons of gore, some creative kills, 
It's got all the sort of iconic stuff, him getting his mask, his mother dying. It's got a nice little bit of, uh, not even a little bit, uh, quite a bit of boobage flying around. Good stuff. How can you complain? I, I, I don't get how people don't like this film. I guess there's some purists out there that just think the uh, original films are the holy grail, the be-all, end-all. But yeah, I don't feel that way about the original series. So when I look at this remake, I think it did all the best stuff that the original series had to bring to the table. It just put it all out there for you in one slick little package and I'm glad there's no sequel to it too glad it wrapped it all kind of wrapped it all up in uh, one film even sort of one of the many nods it lent back to the original series it even gave you this sort of uh, dream sequence shock ending thing too that you would see in several of the uh, Friday the 13th films so yeah I really like it so sue me but uh, there you go Duncan as far as star ratings Jason takes Manhattan I'd probably give it a one, and probably uh, Jason Goes to Hell would get like a zero, if, if I could possibly do that with Netflix, I can't remember, but uh, there you go. As far as the Friday the 13th remake, I would give that a solid three stars, and it's very entertaining, it's one I've rewatched a couple times, definitely more than I've rewatched the majority of the Friday the 13th sequels, so there you go. Alright, looking forward to next month, seeing what uh, comes up for the movie club. Looking forward to seeing what other people have to say about these Friday the 13th films. And, well, happy Halloween, everybody. Bye-bye. And thanks very much to Lee Russell for his reviews. So there we go. His second favourite overall is the Friday the 13th remake and his second least favourite goes to Jason Takes Manhattan which is uh, very much claiming the crown here collectively in this first half with three of the listeners thus far saying it's their second least favourite overall. Right, we're going to take a very short break just now. You're going to have promos for shows that I love. You're also going to hear another musical track when I come back. It's another five listener reviews and myself joining in the foray, reviewing our second favourite overall in the Friday the 13th franchise and that second least favourite is coming as well. All that and more right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon-exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. 
Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow.
welcome back. So we are continuing the run here. Up next, our good buddy Ryan Cushing. He says, hi Duncan. So, second favourite and second least favourite entries for the Friday the 13th franchise. Thank you for reading my sub- submission to your unnecessarily complicated competition. Second to least favourite is going to be Friday the 13th Part 2. So Jason survived the drowning and is avenging the death of his mother. What? Am I to understand that this deformed child who could not even master the dog paddle somehow survived and on his own in the woods for 20 odd years, not only sustaining life, but working out how he has built to the size of a brick shit house, all the while not so much as bothering to pop his head out of the trees to tell anyone about this camp, including his beloved fucking mother. Oh, by the way, not dead, fuck off. By the way, I live in New Jersey, the supposed home of Camp Crystal Lake. Do we have wooded areas? Certainly but not on the size or magnitude that would allow someone to get lost in for 20 fucking years. Even in the dead centre of the woods, you could still hear the trucks on the highway and you couldn't go more than a couple of hours without running across some kids getting high or mafia members disposing of bodies. Utter nonsense. Also the way they handled Crazy Ralph. Such a waste. They realised they had something when they saw his fantastic performance in part one, but they just let him turn up and get killed. Give that man a character arc, at least a soliloquy. Truly a missed opportunity. Grade D-. Didn't give it an F thanks to the hysterical wheelchair death, and I reserved that F grade for the festering anal wart that is Jason Takes Manhattan. Second favourite overall is Jason X. Many people will say Jason in space, that's just stupid. Those people are fucking morons. For the nine movies, this man cheated death countless times, got struck by lightning, chained to the bottom of a lake, had toxic waste turn him into a child, and lastly got revealed as some kind of snake devil thing. I don't know, I can't remember what the fuck happens in part nine. Anyway, all of that was fine, but when you put him on a spaceship, you can no longer suspend your disbelief. Go fist fuck yourself. Controversial pick? Probably. But I knew what it was. It was the 10th fucking entry in the franchise and why not have some fun? Between Uber Jason, the sex robot, the hologram simulation of Crystal Lake and the death scene for the legendary David Cronenberg, this film is just a gas. Also sincering Bazzi's review, I now refer to the bad-ass Sergeant Brodsky as a Brodsky beat. Without even thinking about it. Grade B. Thanks for the time, Duncan. Feel free to edit this as see as you see fit. Uh, I know I can be long-winded. All the best, Ryan. P.S. Fuck Platinum Dunes. Thank you very much for that review, Ryan. So there you go. Ryan controversially picks as his second least favourite, part two. And his second overall favourite, making its way into the second overall top favourite for the first time, is Jason X. Okie dokie, up next is Jamie Miskell. She says, I am super stoked for this topic. Friday the 13th is my favourite slasher franchise. I have met almost every Jason and I've met a lot of the cast of the movies. Hell, there's a signed Friday the 13th 3D poster hanging in my living room. As I sit here and really think about it, I own a lot of Friday the 13th stuff, numerous posters, masks, shirts, patches, even the book, I think I might have a problem. 
Funny enough, I married a Halloween franchise fan. Anyway, on to the challenge at hand. My choice for second favourite in the series may be a little controversial, but I pick The New Blood. The, this is more of a nostalgic pick, plus it's the first appearance of Kane Hodder. I remember being little and watching this movie with my mum and my brother. Watching it as an adult, I can see all the flaws, but I don't care. It's a fun watch for me and will always hold a place in my heart. Now, my least favourite one was for sure the worst one in my eyes, which is Jason Takes Manhattan. So here we go, my least favourite, which really isn't a bad movie. Heck, I have a big-ass theatre banner for it, and I own the soundtrack. I've picked Freddy vs. Jason. Like I say, it's not a terrible movie, I just think there was a missed opportunity, and there were a couple of parts that I really, really hate. I think from a different director and a better script, this could have been something great. But here comes the part I hate. I hate Kelly Rowland's acting. She is trying too hard to pull it off uh, a part she isn't cut out to do. Plus, her homophobic comments about Freddy turns my stomach and she got what she deserved. The last part that seriously pissed me off is the fight sequence where Jason is drugged and Freddy finds out he's scared by water. Are you fucking kidding me? Did these people not watch any of the other movies? Well, these are my two choices. Can't wait to hear what my fellow Under the Stairs dwellers pick. Happy Halloween to all my peeps here Under the Stairs. Don't eat too much candy. So there we go. Jamie Miskell picks as our second favourite overall. A little movie called The New Blood, which is part seven. And then she swings it across to um, Freddy vs. Jason, our second least favourite overall. And moving on, let's swing it on to a little audio review which was brought to us by our good buddy Joe Parker from the Hybrid Moments podcast. Joe says... Hey Duncan, Joe Parker here. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet, so let me start off with my second least favourite of the franchise. It would be Jason Goes to Hell, the quote, final Friday. For many a reason, most of which I'll list here. Uh, first off, Jason had no clue a SWAT team was setting up shop in his woods. Not buying it, not a great way to start the flick. Uh, secondly, the whole demonic body jumping Jason Worm idea was, well, that was tragic. I understand they were trying to do something new, you know, something different, but they tried way too hard. And in the end, this, this wasn't off the chain. This was completely out of the yard, uh, especially considering the filmmakers considered themselves, uh, you know, huge fans of the franchise. Well, if that's the case, then this is the cinematic equivalent of Led Zeppelin fans doing a boy band version of the Immigrant Song in Pig Latin. Uh, Adam Marcus just really dropped the ball if he was trying to do a tribute. Um, thirdly, Jason had a sister that lived in Crystal Lake, but we're all just barely finding out about this now. And then my follow-up question is, why the hell didn't he go after her before? It's not like he was in the best of shape for many a year. I mean, I'm sure he could have used a lift here and there. Uh, it was just a lazy plot device. Lifted straight out of Halloween. I don't know if he was trying to do an homage, but it was just... It, it just fell flat. Um, also, Creighton Duke was one of the single most annoying characters I've seen in a flick. He really served no purpose in this film. Uh, in the end, he was just all sound and fury, signifying nothing, considering he died like a bitch. And finally, and trust me, I could go on, 
But finally, by the end of the flick, Jason was reborn, clothes, mask, and all, because he used his sister's corpse um, to be reanimated. Okay, why didn't he do that in the first place? I mean, it's not like she was going anywhere. Now, the movie wasn't all bad, obviously, otherwise it would be my most hated of the franchise. But, um, you know, there were a couple shining moments. It was kind of cool to see some of the Easter eggs. Granted, at times it was just kind of corny and forced. That whole reveal of the knife or the blade or whatever, the dagger, was, oh, that was embarrassing. But it was kind of cool to see the nods to, you know, Evil Dead and Creepshow and all that. Also, the acting wasn't bad. They had some veteran actors in there. Um, speaking of which, the casting of John D. LeMay, given the Easter eggs, I can't help to think that that was not coincidental, considering he was like the lead actor in the Friday the 13th TV show. But even he did a good job. Everybody did pretty good as far as the acting went. And the gore, I was actually surprised. I I liked the gore. They did it very well. There were some great kills, and uh, you know the blood looked great. Uh, the nudity was sparse, but at least the little bit you got was oh my god, it was good. Other than that, this was a total turd. I give it two out of five stars. Now, as far as my second most favorite, this was tougher than I expected. Uh, it was actually a toss-up between four and five. In the end, five won out, and I'm not trying to be ironic because I know everybody hated the whole it wasn't Jason killing people, blah, blah, blah. I was on that bandwagon for a long time too, and then I eventually, you know, I eventually grew up and learned to think for myself, and I realized that it just wasn't that big of a deal to me. If anything, um, it was the story they wanted to tell, it was the direction they were going, and if anything, that's a perfect example of trying to do something different, but still keeping it within the wheelhouse. So it, you know, now that I'm an adult, it doesn't bother me. That's the story they wanted to tell. So I'm happy with it. Uh, also, speaking of which, it kind of takes me back to part one with the whole whodunit aspect, you know, because you don't know if it's Tommy. You don't know if it's Vic. You don't know if it's uh, Roy the ambulance driver. I mean, granted, in hindsight, it's obvious it's Roy the ambulance driver. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, the cast of characters, it had a whole mashup of really great, fun characters Yes, uh, mostly one-dimensional, but again, it's a Friday the 13th film. You know, it's not Shakespeare. Um, uh, the two hillbillies, loved them. Uh, a lot of people found them annoying, loved them. Um, even the ooh baby and all that, I just dug on it. They, You know, that also, great cast of professionals. Not as well known as, say, you know, the chick from Buck Rogers, but well done nonetheless. Um, let's see what else. Uh, also, uh, a big... Uh, selling point for me was the point in time in my life when I first saw this. I was, I think, 12-ish. It was the 80s. Uh, you know, it was just a good, fun time in my life. So, of course, whenever I watch this, it just brings back some warm, fuzzy memories. So, you know, that's not all bad. And I could go on about this flick, uh, but this isn't my show, so I'll cut it short. A big deciding factor as far as uh, putting this over was uh, the boobs. Oh, my God the boobs but uh in closing yeah part five was my second most favorite and i give that four out of five stars and uh what was it um jason goes to hell that piece of crap gets uh i'll give that to two out of five stars those were my picks so uh you know looking forward to hearing the show uh, and seeing what everybody else has listed up so until then uh you guys have a great day great night whatever 
Joe Parker. Laters. And thank you very much to Joe for submitting in his two reviews. So there we go. Jason goes to hell. Second least favourite overall. And surprisingly, part five. Second overall favourite in the franchise. Go listen to his fantastic show, The Hybrid Moments Podcast. Okay, second last listener review comes in from Joseph Petruziello. He says, Howdy. Okay, second favourite Friday, the 13th is part five, a new beginning. Is it a good movie? Fuck no. Is it fun? Sweet Baz, yes. Fun kills, sweet 80s sleaze, a ridiculous cast of dead meats, and the one-two punch of Demon, who might be the best side character of the franchise. And Roy. Roy is fucking delightful. The only reason this is number two is that there isn't enough Roy before the final reveal. I give this stupidly silly gem a solid four. Second worst, gotta say Freddy vs Jason. My main reason being that the other than the first movie, the Nightmare series, is just pure shit. Fight me. The cast of Dead Meats are just garbage. I'm not expecting nuance acting, but this is just sub-CW acting. Bland kills, and a listless Jason, barely a presence in his own movie. And I'm comparing this to Jason Goes to Hell. The titular fight is only good for Freddy's frustration and not being able to put the big dog down. Why won't you die? And all a disappointing, but no Jason takes a boat ride, a lazy two out of five. There you go, boss. Happy Halloween to everyone from Joseph Petruziello. So there we go. He picks as his second favourite overall, echoing shades of a little Joe Parker, part five, a new beginning. And his uh, <laughs> his uh, second least favourite overall, following him with Jamie Miskell, is Freddy vs. Jason. So there we go. The final review from the listeners is another audio one it's from our good buddy Darren Wilson and Darren says hey Duncan it's Darren from the Psycho Semantic podcast just dropping in for the movie club I have a lot of fun with this movie club um this is the October T-Puds movie club of your second favorite Friday the 13th and your second least favorite Friday the 13th movie so my second favorite Friday the 13th is Friday the 13th Part 2, written and directed by Steve Miner. Things I dig about this movie, the ice pick kill at the beginning, although I'm not sure why Jason took the kettle off afterwards, but, you know, maybe he didn't want the, the kitchen to get steam damage. I don't know. I like that this movie is at the camp. I like the basic simple setup of it crazy ralph there's characters that you like you know there's uh the guy who will forever be known as wheels there's hat guy scott the lecherous dog dancer so on and so forth there's the jason shack i always love love me a jason shack appearance uh muffin's owner just deciding to go skinny dipping for two minutes long enough to get naked and vulnerable the machete to wheels's face the death tumble down the stairs baghead jason and his overalls the mrs Voorhees shrine 
a lot of different implements are used for kills in this movie. Um, I, I mean, I love it when it's just the machete. I like a lot of the Friday the 13th movies, so I had to make a choice. Jason hasn't become the immortal killing machine that's just fun to watch. Sometimes you almost think that the counselors are going to get away. And there's the cool reveal of ugly Jason's disfigured face. I like the Friday the 13th where you see Jason's face and it's not totally stupid. Like, we'll be my second least favorite Jason. I would give that movie, I would give Friday the 13th Part 2 a solid four, maybe four and a half. It's one of those ones that no matter how many times I watch it, I it has my attention. My second least favorite uh, Friday the 13th is Jason's on a boat. I mean, Jason takes Manhattan. There are those cheesy child Jason apparitions. Uh... I, I thought the the junkies attempting to rape the main character after forcibly shooting her up with heroin and then getting stopped and killed by Jason, thus rescuing her for the time being. I thought that was a interesting out-of-character choice. I, you gotta love Kane Hodder as Jason, but he didn't make that choice. Then there's the biggest sewers this side of... Dairy, Maine, where they're running around, and uh, of course, like all sewers, that sewer floods out with toxic waste every night at midnight. Jason gets a bucket of toxic waste that's hanging out, thrown on his face, and he is the baby dinosaur from Dinosaurs. Not the mama, not the mama, not the mama. Then he pukes water, and everything catches on fire, and then he's a dead kid in the sewer? Even even going back through this two times, I tried to watch this. I fell asleep. It was cool that the guy that plays Jason in Freddy vs. Jason played the diner cook that gets thrown into a mirror. Uh, I did like... Uh, I thought Julius getting his head punched off into a dumpster was kind of neat. I did like that it's one of the few times before Jason X that I can think of where... The victims arm up and trying to fight Jason with real weapons, but that also results in the first of, I think, two non-Jason-caused deaths in this movie when the one guy shoots the crew member. <laughs> the other one is the reckless car explosion later in Vancouver. Uh, I mean, New York. I would give this one two stars. Um, I wouldn't refuse to watch it, necessarily. So, yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks for doing these fun little movie clubs. And I look forward to the next one. And thank you very much to Dern Wilson there. Dern swinging in with part two, second favourite overall. And joining so many thus far has brought in Jason Takes Manhattan as his second least favourite overall in the franchise. Thank you very much, Dern. So where does that leave us? That leaves us just me. Have you been sticking around to hear what I think? Probably not. And um, to be honest with you, what I should have done was a bit of due diligence and I should have jumped back to that Friday the 13th franchise and I should have listed what I pick as my run from, from one through 
um, to 11 of those movies, or 12 I think if we're including Freddy vs Jason. And give it a little bit of order there and follow the order that I had a couple of years ago. But truth be told, year on year, month on month actually, the middle of that franchise changes all the time. I'll watch something and I'll find an element that I really like. So then I'll kind of say, well that movie jumps up. And it's never purely fixed. And I kind of like that. Because it forces me to revisit all the movies in the franchise. Even the ones that I'm not fussed on. Um, and when I do that, I find myself maybe questioning things a little bit more, a little bit less in terms of, you know, an aspect I didn't like as much the previous time. Maybe doesn't arc me as much as it did then. And maybe I can get behind it a little bit more. So, yeah, it, it changes all the time. I've went through the entire franchise since Friday the 13th up to this point which has been a pure delight and joy in between cramming in movies from my 31 of October. Um, so I, I was quite surprised to find that um, I think this is the first time I've ever actually felt particularly about this order in this way. So my second favourite overall is, as has been mentioned by a few of our listeners already, is part two. Um, I really like Sackhead Jason. I think he is probably the, one of the more menacing incarnations of that character. The fact that he runs along through the woods in this sack looking like a disheveled kind of homeless bum trying to hide his face before he violates you horribly um, works really well for me. I think it's I think it's a great portrayal of, of Jason. I love the fact that they stem out in the mythology. I know some people can't get behind the whole you know, what he's been living in the woods and he watched his mum die and all the rest. And I get that. Listen, ladies and gents, I get that. But is it the most preposterous thing that happens in this franchise moving on? Now, you could say that at the second instalment, it's already kind of jumped the shark and, you know, put its stake in something wholly ridiculous. I disagree. Um, I think in terms of how slasher icons are made um, the fact that you don't I mean I don't personally get hung up too much on the details of how Jason's managed to exist and how he's built that weird creepy shack um, and how he got from Crystal Lake out to retrieve his mother's severed head um, and how his mother's severed head looks like that um, you know all, all these things you know he's put it in the fridge for her to find and then when she opens it and sees it he's going to kill her why go to all that trouble when you could just go there and kill her Yeah, or why even go there to begin with it, it, it seems like sometimes people get slightly hung up on those aspects when I just take myself back from it and say I want Jason in this movie however Jason got there I'm happy to accept it and it's a great slasher movie I think it between itself and part four constantly jostle for my favourite position. Um, in the case of this particular run, part four still has remained my favourite overall. But part two is so close behind it. Really, really, really. Between the excellent score, the the work of you know Harry Manfredini, and the fact that we lost um, special effects from Tom Savini on this movie, which we would think we might hinder it slightly. <coughs> Which I don't actually think it does. I think, if anything, it benefits it um, to, to a weird extent because we're not going for that classic over-the-top shocks of any gore. It goes for something a bit more subtle which forces the kills to be a bit more inventive. There's a bit more of a rustic feel in it as well. It's not just Jason chopping up everyone with machetes. He's using the tools at hand 
and I quite dig that. When recording with the Baz, he pointed out a couple of flaws that I had never noticed before, and to be honest with you, I noticed them this time going through, and every subsequent time since those recordings, but they never really bother me. Um, I think the characters are great in this. Um, I think most of them are really likeable, even the ones that Baz didn't like. Uh, I think they're pretty cool. I, I like the ferocity of the end of this movie. I just love people getting launched through windows, and the Friday the 13th franchise has an abundance of that. So with that in mind, all being said, uh, this movie's a five. Five out of motherfucking five for Friday the 13th Part 2, my second favourite overall in the franchise. Which brings me to what is my second least favourite overall in the franchise, and it has to be Freddy vs. Jason. Now, if Freddy vs. Jason was not in consideration, if it was removed from this, what movie would land there? It would probably be part seven, funnily enough. If you hadn't guessed, my least favourite overall is Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, part seven would be closely behind that, but because we have Freddy vs. Jason in here, it has to go in there. I just think it's a fucking abomination of a movie. I just don't think anything's really well thought out. I think Jason is very bland in it. Um, I think we spend a bit too much time with Wisecrack and Freddy Krueger from my liking. Um, and Freddy's not that great in the movie. It's Jason that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And while some of his kills are bitching, I just don't feel like the menace is there. You know, the, the, the menace that you want from a Jason. Uh, the quirkiness of some of the previous incarnations, the hulking structure of, um, you, you know, Kane Hodder or something like that. It's just not there. The story's pretty much ridiculous. I hate that reveal of he's scared by water. It's fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense in the context. And understand we have had other tangential twists, shall we say, in the franchise, which have taken us other ways with what uh, people can do and what Jason can do, etc. But introducing water as a fear when he has literally pulled people into the water makes no fucking sense. It's like it's almost as like the director and the writers of the movie had never sat and watched a Jason movie. Um, I think some of the CGI is awful. I think it has not held up well at all. Um, I don't particularly like most of the cast of characters in it. I do really like the scuzziness of Catherine Isabel. I think she's really good in it. Um, but for the most part, they're they're bland and not likable characters. Uh, the whole stoner creature thing set in the the asylum with the pit, the cell, and all the rest is fucking awful. Um, and yeah I, I, I just think it's a painful watch um, and always roll with me in a painful watch I know there are some people that really dig this because it kind of fulfills that geekiness that they wanted to have seen these two horror icons share the screen to me keep the franchises separate and I'm a happy man so there we go my second least favourite overall Freddy vs Jason purely because it has been selected in this franchise so, thank you very much, ladies and gents, for all your submissions. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with our guests? If you want to chip in and let us know, then you can send us an email to podcastunderthestairs at gmail.com. But we're going to take our last break of the show, and when we return, we're closing it out, and we're doing that right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. 
and you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode number 53. This is Challenge Teapots October 2017 and the movie club which was looking at the Friday the 13th franchise. Second favourite overall, second least favourite overall and I can say that it looks like unanimously you guys have said that uh, Jason Takes Manhattan has reached that second from bottom spot for you with a good mix at the top of part 5, part 2... Part 4. A little Jason X made an appearance here as well, so let's not forget that. Thank you very much to all my listeners who submitted reviews. 10 is a pretty peachy number, and if I got 10 for every other movie club moving forward, I'd be over the fucking moon. So thank you very much to all those that participated. So... Uh, This is Saturday, which means that we should be getting a podcast under the stairs on Monday, but you'd be wrong. Uh, We're not putting one out on Monday, instead we're putting one out the day after, Tuesday, which is Halloween. It's our Halloween movie commentary featuring myself, The Baz and Big Dave, formerly of Rock and Wheel Reviews, as we do a movie commentary to Trick or Treat, the Michael Doherty anthology horror movie. The Baz has never seen it. We will see what the big man makes of it. So yeah, that'll be coming then. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And then we're switching to November time. Um, The gear's moving slightly different and we have a ton of content coming, which I can't wait to drop on all of you. There's a multitude of ways to check out the podcast under the stairs. Please, please, please please listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the feed, that way you get the episodes as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of T-Putt episodes. Leave us a rating and a review over there as well. The ratings are real important. The more of them we get, if it's five stars, for example, the higher up the iTunes charts are pushed for people to find the podcast. But the reviews are what tells people why they should listen to the show. So they are equally as important. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, TuneIn and Google Play. Visit our website, tputzcast.com. Visit our Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. You can visit our twin prongs of social media sexiness, admin by the Baz, on Instagram and Twitter, both at TputzCast. So, there we go. Almost out of October. It takes so long to swing around, and then before you know it, we are out of it. And then we're back to normality. Our month is gone, ladies and gents. But the beauty of being a horror fan is you don't have to wait till October to watch amazing horror movies and watch them all fucking year round. And we will be back in a couple of days' time with our trick or treat horror commentary for our Halloween episode. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world out there, please take care of yourselves. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs, and I'm signing off. Hello everyone, my name is Jerry from Kill the Cast, and I'm here for the podcast Under the Stairs challenge, and the challenge is... Your second favorite Friday the 13th movie and your second least favorite Friday the 13th movie. Now, I've got two scales. I have a technical scale and an entertainment scale. And for this, I am doing my entertainment scale. So, my second favorite Friday the 13th movie that is just the most entertaining to me is Friday the 13th Part 5. I know, controversial. But, here's the thing. This movie has everything I want in a Friday the 13th movie besides having Jason in it. Now, let's just remove that, that Jason isn't in this movie. I get that. This is, this is the season of the witch of 
the Friday the 13th movies. But it's not a bad Friday the 13th movie. It has great nudity. It has a high body count. And I know some people actually talk about the body, a lot of the body count being off screen. And Friday the 13th actually does that a lot. So I don't know what the complaint is there. But anyway, you have three dream kills. You've got two from the actual Jason. You've got one where it's Tommy as Jason. And then you've also got the kill from Vic. So you got a wider range of killers in this one, which I always thought was good. And you have great characters. I actually like Tommy as a reoccurring character in this just because he actually does seem like he is disturbed from what he went through, which he rightfully should. I mean, dude saw a bunch of people get murdered and then murdered the murderer who turned out to be like this weird mongoloid dude. I would be pretty screwed up if that was me, so I really like him. You've got Reggie the Reckless who is entertaining throughout this entire movie. You've got Demon and the Enchiladas. How do you not love that? You've got Ethel screaming at everybody, which is just fantastic. I think Pam is a really strong final girl. So, I think you've got super strong characters here. And to me, just saying you hate this movie because it's not Jason is like saying you hate Halloween 3 season of The Witch because Michael's not in there. Get that out of your head and just look at the movie. It's a good movie. This is a great slasher movie and it has one of the best ending chase scenes of any slasher movie so i think you need to take a second look entertainment wise this is my second favorite friday the 13th movie right after friday the 13th part four the final chapter i really do like doing these two movies back to back because you kind of get to go through the serious movie and then right after have a light-hearted popcorn uh run and that's what i like now Second least favorite, won't be a surprise to anyone who listens to the Kill of the Cast, it's Freddy vs. Jason. I don't like Freddy Krueger, I don't like any of the Nightmare movies, so it shouldn't be a surprise that I don't like Freddy vs. Jason. But there's more to it than me just not liking Freddy Krueger. I don't like Jason in this movie, I don't like the fact that they were like, oh their weaknesses are how they died. Freddy died by fire, that's his weakness, Jason died by drowning, that's his weakness, Jason's chilled in water for a long time. He's directly walked into water to murder people. He is not afraid of water. That is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. At least with the... Like, people... I know a lot of people hate the remake. But the remake, at least, is a good Supernatural episode. There's... To me, there's nothing in Freddy vs. Jason, even for entertainment. Everything feels stale. Even... People, like, talk about the scene where Jason walks through and killing everyone in the rave. But that's kind of boring. He's just massacring people with a machete left and right, left and right, and that's it. It's it's not intimate. It just feels like, hey, we need a scene to up the body count. And it just doesn't feel personal. I don't like it. I don't like the... the I don't know if this... Okay, at the end of the actual Worst Friday the 13th movie, Part 9, Freddy takes Jason's glove down to hell. So why did... Freddy have to search out Jason. He already knew he was there. So there's a weird like disconnect there that I really don't like. I don't really care for any of the main characters. I think the only character I kind of liked was the uh, red-haired guy in the bathtub because he's actually pretty dope. Uh, he slit his wrist and he could actually be Freddy Krueger and it would work really well. I actually don't have a lot to say about this movie because it's just boring to me. It has a disconnect in my head. I don't 
like the fights. I don't think, like, in the dream world, yeah, Freddy should win. In the real world, Jason should win. But the problem is, is we don't understand how Freddy's rules work in his world. We don't understand how his rules work in our world. There's never been a really good way to look at Freddy's mythology because they kind of just make up the rules as they go and contradict each other, which is one of the reasons I don't really care for him. While, while their director is a good director, he has done some good stuff, I just don't think Ronnie Yu did a good job here, and I think it was disrespectful of him to not watch the movies because that made some really bad missteps, especially on Jason's side. I just... The whole movie feels stale. The whole movie looks too polished. It, it just looks a little... It looks weird to me. It looks off to me, and I don't know why. Like, at least with Jason X, I can sit back and be like, shit, he just turned into robo-Jason. This is badass. This is amazing. This is... Like, it's great in a popcorn way. This one has a weird trying to take it serious, but also feeling like a popcorn movie that just does not work for me. I just never get it. I don't really care about the Kane Hodder not playing Jason thing. I would have preferred Kane Hodder. But to me, that's not really going to make much of a difference. Because about anyone can play Jason. So, eh. But, yeah. I just don't see what people like about this movie. And it might just be my prejudice against Freddy. But either way, that's my second least favorite. Both picks might be controversial to y'all. Because I feel like a lot of people... Maybe not have went this route, but I'm hoping a lot of people do pick Freddy versus Jason as their second least favorite. Thank you for listening to the podcast under the stairs. What a great job those guys do. Free blowjobs to both of them. Anytime they want them, just call me up. My name is Jerry. I'm out. I will see y'all next time on Kill the Cast. Have a fantastic day, night, whatever you're doing. That's it for me. Peace. Yeah.